this is Bill Denton, and welcome to Mississippi Sunshine. This is Bill Denton, and welcome once again to Mississippi Sunshine. We're down here in Biloxi on the warm and muggy and rain-soaked Gulf Coast today. Um, boy, is it muggy. All you got to do is walk outside. It's just muggy. Take your knife with you and slice a little air so you can get through it. Um, but that's South Mississippi for you, and we love it. Uh, keeps you young, right? Hey, I got some stuff to share with you today that I hope you never have to use. But you know what month this is? It's the month of June. It is June 2019. If you're if you're from the Gulf Coast, you live down here, been here for a while, uh, you probably understand that June begins hurricane season. And hurricane season will run through the end of November. That's That's quite a bit of the year, you know, that we're sitting here waiting, watching the tropics and uh, all the storms that form out in the Atlantic and head our way. You know, we kind of watch this stuff because if it ever gets in the Gulf of Mexico, you you just never know where it's going to go. So we have to prepare and watch for these things. If you're an old hand at this, this this information, uh, you may know all this, but it never hurts to be reminded and if you're relatively new to the Gulf Coast, then um, this is stuff you really need to know. Uh, some, some of this, most of this, all of this is uh, important, and it can help you survive seriously. I'm talking life and death, uh, the difference between life and death, and that's how important this information is. Um, I want to give a pat on the back to the city of Biloxi. The city of Biloxi puts out a monthly publication called B News. This, this thing is great. Slick little publication, little magazine type thing. I think that it goes to all addresses in the city of Biloxi. I believe that's right. Uh, if you do not get the monthly B News in your mailbox, you can go online and uh, subscribe to B-Mail, and just you go to the Biloxi website, that is www.biloxi.ms.us. Once again, that's biloxi.ms.us. And you can sign up to receive uh, B-Mail in your email. And B-Mail is sent more frequently than just once a month. They, they send, I don't know how often or if there is a, actually a schedule. It seems that I get several of those every month. But it's always full of good information. It doesn't matter whether it's the published uh, little magazine or whether you get it by email. They always have a lot of information on what's going on in Biloxi, uh, information about the city, about events, about... Uh, road construction, uh, just all sorts of stuff, you name it. Uh, they they really do a great job of informing people about what's going on the Gulf Coast. Uh, so if that's of interest to you, you don't have to live in Biloxi to get the email version of that. If you just want to keep up with what's happening on the coast, this is a great way to do it. Uh, but what I want to do is, is share with you some information that was published in the June 2019 edition of B News, 
published by the city of Biloxi. Uh, what they do is they talk about what to do um, right now, and that means like today. You know, don't wait on this. This is stuff you need to, to start preparing so that if there is a hurricane that comes our way, this part of it will already be taken care of. So here's what they say. Number one on their list is prepare an evacuation route. Um, you can go to the evacuation map, map link in the storm and flood preparedness section of the city website, and you can determine the best route for you, depending on where you live uh, in the city of Biloxi, and uh, best way to get out of town. And what they suggest is you, you need to plan depending on the storm, of course, but you need to plan of going at least 20 to 50 miles inland uh, to get away from the worst effects of the storm. Now, I have to admit to you, 20 miles inland from Biloxi, you're probably going to be struggling to find a place to stay unless you have family that you can go stay with. Uh, 50 miles, um, well, you're still probably going to be struggling to find a place to stay, even if you go 50 miles. So you may want to plan, take a look at the, at the map and, and see where the possibilities are for you to go. Uh, but having a, an evacuation plan is just one of those things that you need to have already figured out. You do not want to wait until a storm is about to hit. Uh, to begin to wonder where you're going to go with you and your family uh, to get away from, uh, from that storm. So take a look at the map. Go to the city website. Uh, find the evacuation map in the storm and flood preparedness section. And you can see where you live and you can see the evacuation routes that are clearly marked on that map and you can figure that out. Okay, then they have uh, number two is prepare a storm kit, and that's always a good idea. And here's some things that they suggest that you uh, that you put in your storm kit. Number one, flashlight and extra batteries. Oh, that's always good. But you know, let let me recommend that you if you don't already have an LED, you know, flashlight, the newer kind. Um, Toss your old one with those old little incandescent bulbs or whatever they are because the batteries don't last long. They're not all that bright. LEDs will be brighter and they'll last you longer. Get a good flashlight, maybe even two or three, and uh, some extra batteries, and they should last you a good long time. Uh, they also suggest a portable battery-operated radio with extra batteries. And that's good because that's how you will be informed about what's going on. Best way to do it is have, uh, have a battery-operated radio and plenty of batteries to make that thing last for at least several days. Uh, they also say that you should have a first aid kit and a manual. First aid kits are, you know, truth is if a storm tears stuff up, you're, you're probably going to suffer some cuts and scrapes and whatever and so a first aid kit would uh would definitely come in handy and then, i love this one duct tape put a roll of duct tape in your uh emergency uh preparation kit that that's i love that but hey duct tape is great because it it has more uses than you'd ever want to know and that's probably a good thing to do 
And then they talk about emergency food and water, and they suggest at least a gallon of water per person per day for three to seven days. Now, you need to think about this water thing, because if you're going to have to evacuate, uh, you may want to consider taking some water. And even if you stay in place, you, you need to make sure you have plenty of water. Uh, because the water system may not function. The water system may be contaminated. I mean, there are a lot of things that can happen to water. And uh, so you want to prepare for this. So how, how many people are in your family? If it's just one, that's, you got a gallon per day for three to seven days. So that would be three to seven gallons of water. But if it's two of you, that's six to 14 gallons of water. And if you got a kid or two, multiply that out by the number of people in your family and uh, then the number of days that you are going to prepare for. And you may discover that water is uh, takes up a lot of space. It is heavy, uh, but it is a necessity. So don't skimp on your water. They also suggest that you have uh, you know, some non-perishable uh, packaged food or canned food and juices, uh, along with paper plates and plastic uh, you know, eating utensils and cooking tools, things of that nature. Um, if you're going to cook, you better have uh, one of those little camp stoves with uh, some you know, little bottle of gas uh, to fire that thing up with. Otherwise, I'm not really sure how you're going to be cooking. Uh, you need a non-electric can opener. Yeah, that's the old-fashioned kind, you know, where you squeeze it down, punch a hole in the top, and then turn the handle, and it kind of spins sometimes. You need to find one of those, a good one, because the electricity may not work, and you don't want to be trying to figure out how to open a can with your electric can opener. So, non-electric can opener. Medicines. Do you take prescription medicines? This may be something... Uh, that's not all that easy to plan for, but it's one of those things that's important. If you know that a storm is coming, it's time to check the medicine cabinet. Make sure that your uh, prescriptions are filled and up to date at least as much as you can. And if you can't get them all filled, you, you need to uh, maybe get a prescription slip uh, from your doctor so that you can get it filled wherever you uh, happen to go. Uh, so uh, medicine, th that is sometimes one of those things that, you know, well, you never think about it because you're in such a routine, but a hurricane can mess up that routine pretty badly. So it's something you need to think about ahead of time. Uh, also cash and credit cards. You need, uh, you need some money. Uh, money is uh, one of those things. I never carry any money anymore. Hardly ever. Uh, you know, I got my, I got my plastic card, so that's what I use. And uh, but if a hurricane comes and you have to evacuate and go out of town and, um, you know, electricity may mess up things for quite a distance and you, you may not be able to find a machine, you know, to get you some ready cash. So take some money with you. Uh, kind of prepare ahead of time. Sturdy shoes. Uh, I know, I know people like to be fashionable, but this is no time to be wearing your blingy flip-flops, okay? I mean, I mean, you you need some sturdy shoes. You may have to walk through debris. You may need to uh, walk in places that you're not accustomed to walking in. You may have to walk through some water. You can't see where your feet are going. Uh, 
you, you need to get some good, sturdy shoes. And by the way, that doesn't necessarily mean cheap tennis shoes either. You, you might need to just, you know, be unfashionable, get you some old yucky, ugly looking brogue stuff, whatever it takes, but get some good shoes that you can walk around in unfamiliar territory or where there is debris on the ground. Uh, you need a fully charged cell phone. Uh, probably need to take your cell phone charger with you. Um, but I'd also recommend maybe turning the thing completely off instead of just uh, letting it sleep uh, to save a little battery time. You may not, if the electricity's not on, you may not be able to charge uh, your phones up. So just be ready for that. Uh, they also suggest that you store important papers in a waterproof container or a resealable plastic bag. And that includes uh, things like insurance papers, your medical records, bank account numbers, Social Security card, what, whatever you need to do uh, to, to save some of that stuff. Uh, they don't say this here, but it might not be a bad idea uh, to put your, cam your cell phone camera to use before all this and take pictures of this stuff and have it available, uh, that would be at least an alternative way to accessing the information and all the numbers and telephone numbers and account numbers, all that stuff that you might uh, need at some point. They also suggest that you make arrangements for your pets. And the reason that they say this, because if you stick around for a storm and then you end up having to go to an emergency shelter, uh, the shelters usually do not take pets. Um, so that's, that's your typical emergency shelter. You're not going to be able to take your pet in there. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Make, make arrangements for pets ahead of time. Uh, then they say make sure that all family members know how to respond after a hurricane. Uh, so you, you teach your family members how and when to turn off things like the gas and the electricity and the water. Uh, you teach your kids how to call 911 or the police, or the fire department, uh, which radio station to tune into uh, so that you can access emergency information. Um, you may need to do things like protect your windows. Uh, you, you can get some permanent shutters. Uh, you can, a lot of people nail up plywood. A lot of people don't do anything. But, you know, if you got some windows, um, and, and they're, especially if they're kind of exposed, uh, you you want to do something to uh, protect those windows. Trim back dead or weak branches from trees. Uh, you're not going to be able to prevent a whole tree from falling over on your house, but you might be able to prevent uh, some limbs from brushing up against the house and causing damage or falling uh, on your roof and causing unnecessary, unnecessary damage. So uh, you could do a little trimming and, and get the stuff away from your house, and that will help. Uh, check on your flood insurance. Um, there's normally like a 30-day waiting period uh, before a new policy goes into effect, and nobody's going to issue you a hurricane or flood policy if there's a uh, hurricane in the Gulf. So uh, just be aware of that. Um, develop an emergency communication plan. Uh, in case family members are separated from one another, you, you need to know how you're going to handle that. Are you going to have a meeting place to go to? Uh, have some kind of plan for getting back together. And everybody knows exactly where you're going to go to reassemble should you 
uh, inadvertently become separated from one another. And you might want to ask an out-of-state relative or friend to serve as a sort of a family contact. And so uh, you've got a way to check in with people who care about you. And uh, while all of your friends or family from other places might not be able to get in touch with you after a hurricane, um, if you have some one person that you can at least get a little information to, they then can inform everybody else. Uh, okay, that's what to do now. That's where you start. That's the stuff that you need to be working on right now uh, and get it taken care of before there's ever a storm. And if there isn't a storm, hey, great. But you have done what you can uh, to prepare for these things. And then here's some stuff to do during a hurricane watch. And a hurricane watch is usually issued when there is the threat of hurricane conditions within 24 to 36 hours. Uh, watches can change quite frequently. This is one of those things you have to just constantly keep up to date with, with the uh, weather reports and uh, all that stuff. But uh, they try to figure out where the hurricane's moving, you know, and what the possibilities are. And they use all kinds of, you know, computer uh, programs, try to figure out track, possible tracks. And, and that's where uh, hurricane watches will usually go. Uh, a watch does not necessarily mean that that's where the hurricane will end up. Hurricanes sometimes tend to have a mind of their own and can uh, go somewhere else right the last minute. That's That's been known to happen. But a watch is intended to tell you that, hey, sit up and pay attention. Uh, there's a possibility of a hurricane tomorrow or possibly the next day. Uh, so what do you do when they issue a watch for our area? Here's a list of things. Number one. Listen to a battery-operated radio or television for hurricane progress reports. That's what I'm talking about. You know, check on the weather news. Uh, number two, check your emergency supplies. Make sure you've got everything in your emergency kit that needs to be there. If something's missing, you've got time to take care of it. Uh, number three, gas up the car. Now, why do you gas up the car? Because you may need to get out of town. You may need to evacuate. You do not want to be that guy who is trying his best to get through the long line at the gas station of other people who didn't manage to do this ahead of time with a storm creeping down your neck. You just don't want to do that. So go fuel up the car uh, when the hurricane watch is issued. Um, beyond that, bring in your indoor objects like lawn furniture, toys, garden tools, all, anything in your yard that can end up flying around. Uh, because if the wind gets strong, your, your stuff is going to end up somewhere else. And things that fly around in the air are frequently the things that create damage and create injuries to other people. So put your stuff up and get it out of the wind. Uh, you also want to secure buildings by closing and boarding up windows, uh, removing outside antennas, things of that nature. Uh, turn your refrigerator and your freezer to its coldest settings, and then open only when absolutely necessary, and then close it quickly. You want, you want to keep that cold air in there. The reason for that is if, if the power goes off, then 
you want your refrigerator and freezer at its coldest that it can possibly be because it will keep your food colder longer. I mean, it's just really that simple. And um, loss of power is something you probably just should plan for. Um, if it goes all, you know, if it stays off forever, you, know, you may not, you may not, uh, you know, be able to salvage your food for that. But you know, temporary stuff uh, that can really help. Uh, store your drinking water in clean bathtubs or in jugs or bottles and cooking utensils. Uh, in other words, find a place to put put away as much water as possible, and you can use that drinking water. Uh, for just that drinking you can use it for some uh, for cooking and for some other uh, purposes as well Um, next they say store your valuables and personal papers in that waterproof container we talked about earlier and put it at the highest level of your home Uh, review your evacuation plan Uh, if you got a boat you need to tie it down securely or maybe better yet move it to a designated safe place uh, and then you want to take pre-storm pictures of your house and its contents. And that would be for insurance purposes. You can verify that this, yeah, I had this before the hurricane came and blew it off to Stone County or somewhere. Uh, all right, that's stuff to do during a hurricane watch. What do you do during a hurricane warning? Now, a hurricane warning is issued when hurricane conditions, that's winds of 74 miles per hour or greater, or dangerously high water and rough seas are expected in 24 hours or less. So uh, here's what you do. A warning has been issued. Here's your list. Listen constantly to your battery-operated radio or television for official instructions. If you live in a mobile home, check your tie-downs and evacuate immediately. You want to bring your pets inside and provide shelter for farm animals. You want to avoid elevators. If you are at home, then stay inside, stay away from windows or skylights or glass doors. Uh, Keep a supply of flashlights and extra batteries handy. Avoid open flames such as candles and kerosene lamps. Uh, Don't use those as a source of light. You're you're really much better off with battery-powered stuff. Uh, just too much, too much of a chance that you'll cause a fire uh, with open flames. If the power is lost, turn off major appliances to reduce the power surge when the electricity is restored. If officials indicate evacuation is necessary, then leave as soon as possible. Avoid flooded roads. And watch for washed-out bridges. Uh, You want to secure your home by unplugging appliances and turning off all the electricity at the main valve, uh, at the main water, or turn off your electricity and the water at the main water valve. Uh, You should tell someone outside of the storm area where you're going. And if time permits, you need to, uh, and you live in an identified surge zone, then elevate your furniture to protect it from flooding, or better yet, move it to a higher floor. Uh, take pre-assembled emergency supplies, warm, protected, uh, protective clothing, blankets, sleeping bags, etc., to the shelter if you're going there, or even with you if you are evacuating to uh, maybe friends or family. And then lock up the home and leave. Uh, that's what you do 
during a hurricane warning. Now, I will admit to you that down here on the coast, uh, at least the folks that I know, uh, sort of pay attention to uh, the projected strength of the storm. And, you know, there's a great deal of difference between a Category 1 and a Category 2 and a Category 3. The joke is that if it's Category 1, well, we, we may take stuff out of the yard. We sit around and watch it. Uh, category two, we really, you know, take it seriously. Category three, we leave town. Uh, that That's not the best way probably to take care of it because you don't need a category three hurricane to cause major property damage or even loss of life. And people really need to understand this, uh, especially along coastal areas and in low-lying areas Torrential rains, you can get torrential rains with a Category 1 hurricane, and uh, there's a great threat of flooding and drowning, and people need to take this stuff seriously. Uh, don't drive through standing water on the road. You, don't, you, don't, you can't know how deep that water is, and I think I've heard that it only takes something like six inches of water to move your car. So, I mean, six inches of water can float your car off, and there you go. So you don't want to take this stuff uh, lightly. This this is really important stuff to get down. After the storm, stay tuned to a local radio station. Uh, get the information. Sometimes, you know, they because of uh, cluttered roadways or property damage of one kind or another, they, it, it may be very difficult to get back into certain areas. Uh, so listen to the radio. Get the informa- information and uh, just be informed about whether it is even safe to return home or not. Uh, if you see somebody that's injured or trapped, be a good neighbor and help some folks. Don't, don't assume somebody else is going to come along. Uh, get out there and uh, take care of folks. Give some first aid. Uh, you remember that kit you bought to put in your uh, emergency preparation stuff? Yeah, get that kit out and help people with it. Uh, don't move seriously injured people unless they are in immediate danger of further injury. So just be very care- careful about that. You, you may just need to stay with somebody, call for some help, uh, get, get some you know actual first responders out there, somebody who can help you take care of people that are injured. Uh, return home only after authorities advise that it's safe to do so. Always avoid dangling power lines and report them immediately to uh, the power company or to the police or to the fire department. Uh, stay away from power lines, folks. Just just do it, okay? Just don't risk it. Uh, enter your home with caution. If there's been flooding, there's always you know chance of snakes or some kind of insect or animals that were, you know, trying to survive the storm on their own. If you're not at home, they they may have decided that your place is, uh, you know, fine place to get away from all this uh, that's happening out here. So just be aware that that can happen. Uh, You want to open windows and doors and ventilate and dry out your home as best you can. You want to check refrigerated food for spoilage if the electricity uh, is off, then keep the refrigerator or freezer closed as much as you can. Take pictures of the damage, both of the house and the contents for insurance claim. 
drive only if it's absolutely necessary. And again, avoid flooded roads and washed out bridges. And don't go sightseeing. Just don't. Okay? Don't do that. Use the telephone only for emergency calls. And you may want to, you know, try to go around and inspect utilities. If your home has been damaged, check for gas leaks. If you smell any gas or you hear, you know, one of those hissing noises, you open a window and leave the building, turn off the gas at the, uh, at the meter outside and call the gas company from a neighbor's home. Um, if you turn off the gas, it must be turned back on by a professional so don't turn it off and then go back and turn it back on you get people who know what they're doing to check this out and and the gas company will come and take care of the possible leaks uh, look at your electrical electrical system see if it's been damaged uh, you got any sparks going any broken or frayed wires you, you smell any hot insulation um, if you do turn off the electricity at the main fuse box or the circuit breaker and if you have to step in water to get to the fuse box or the circuit breaker, don't. Or did you hear me? If you have to step in water to get to the fuse box or the circuit breaker, don't. You call somebody, call an electrician for advice first. Uh, check sewage and water lines for damage. If you suspect sewage lines are damaged, avoid using the toilets and call a plumber. If water pipes are damaged, call a water company and avoid the water from the tap. You can obtain safe water uh, by melting some ice or hopefully you, you store it enough away that you uh, probably have enough uh, to take care of your needs. Uh, generally speaking, utility companies restore service uh, lost during major storm events first to the public service providers such as hospitals and then to water systems and public safety agencies. Uh, those folks will get power before the average homeowner will. Uh, so that, I think, is uh, a great list of, of informative things to help you prepare for a hurricane. And again, I hope, I hope this is a useless podcast. Uh, really, I, I hope it's useless because I, I don't want anybody to, to have to use this. I, I hope all the hurricanes go elsewhere. And that's not wishing bad luck on anybody. I just, I just want them to take a right turn and go north and die out in North Atlantic. You know what I mean? Uh, but we all know that's probably not going to happen. And so you need to know that in the summer we will get one, two, three. Who knows how many hurricanes will make their way into the Gulf of Mexico. And those are the ones that we really are concerned about. And once it's in the Gulf of Mexico, wow. That's when you really need to sit up and take notice uh, because they can move fast and they can be here before you know it. And you need to be ready for it. OK, you need to be ready for it. Don't be a statistics. Uh, I, you know, just don't be a statistic. I, I want you to be a longtime listener to Mississippi Sunshine. And I want to be here for a long time doing these podcasts. So let's make a promise to one another. We're going to treat hurricanes like the danger that they are. And we're going to get ourselves ready. And we're going to prepare the best we can. And we're going to handle these storms like we ought to.
So that's today's podcast. Wow. What a bummer. No, not really. But I hope you uh, you got some good information there. And once again, you can find all this information from the city of Biloxi. Uh, Biloxi.ms.us. Uh, you can find all of this information. Sign up for the uh, B-mail. Uh, that you can receive in your email from the city of Biloxi, and they'll have all of this information and more, and they will keep you up to date about everything that's happening, and e- including uh, hurricane information. So if there's a storm of any kind, doesn't have to be a hurricane, tropical storms, you know, are just under uh, the hurricane strength, and they can cause a lot of damage and loss of life as well. Uh, so any anything like that that is a threat to uh, the folks who live around here, um, uh, they, they're just going to provide you with all the information that you need to make good, wise choices about what to do. So, this is Bill Denton, and this is Mississippi Sunshine. Please listen in again next time.